Grace, mercy, and peace of Christ Jesus rest upon each and every one of us this day. Amen. Be seated. Does God's word accomplish all that he purposes? Does God ever whiff? Does he ever swing and miss? The answer, of course, is a resounding no. God himself makes this clear. Speaking already seven centuries before the birth of our Lord, God declares to Isaiah and to all the Israelites through Isaiah, for as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there, but water the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. God never whiffs. I do not know about you, but that is a whole lot easier to believe when I am actually seeing results. But you know as well as I do that there are plenty of times when it certainly seems like a big old swing and a miss. Even the gospel lesson seems to reinforce this. All that seed that was sown only to be devoured or choked out, scorched and withered. Yes, that seed fell on the good soil, did produce a hundredfold. Praise God, right? But what about all that other seed that did not fall on the good soil? And let us face it, looking to real life only serves to reinforce the belief that there are Plenty of times that God seems to swing and miss. We do not see the fruitful results that we are looking for. We only see failure. No matter how much we call upon God, no matter how much we pray and read our scriptures and come out to church, no matter how much Jesus we throw at the situation, we still only wind up facing emptiness and void. We see a big gaping hole in the midst of our hopes and expectations. And God doesn't seem to be filling it like he said he would. Just think of all the times you have prayed to God and you were left feeling like you struck out. The results you prayed for never came to fruition. It hurts, doesn't it? Talk about feelings of void and emptiness. God's word accomplishes all that he wills. His word and will always succeed. There are times that we are left thinking that either that that is a lie and God does not always succeed, or maybe God is just a capricious jerk who is apparently okay with crushing us once in a while. If that is the case, well, then he certainly is succeeding. But maybe that is the whole problem. We are not looking for the right things. Maybe we are looking for the wrong things. Maybe we are not seeing what God is showing us. In all those apparent failures, in all those times of apparent void and emptiness, we are looking for results, our desired results. And when those desired results are not witnessed or experienced, we are quick to draw conclusions of failure or worse. But is that what God would have us to see? <clears throat> Back to the parable. It was not just the good soil that produced results. 
All those other soils and circumstances produced results too. No, they were not the results that anyone would anticipate or hope for, but they were results nonetheless. The birds are snatching the seed away before it can take root. The rocks provide no moisture or nourishment for the seed to take root and grow. The thorns and weeds are choking out the young growth. And your Lord makes clear what all these different things represent. The devil is snatching away the word from the heart. The rocky soil represents those who hear the word and rejoice, but since there is no root, they spring up in belief and then just as quickly fall away when the heat gets turned up. They have no nourishment, no moisture. It is no wonder that they wilt and die. And as for the thorns and weeds, the cares and riches and pleasures and worries of life rise up and choke out the faith. Bottom line, the result is no growth no harvest. Now before we go too far and turn this into a how-to lesson on successful mission in evangelism, which often happens, consider the fact that our forefathers appointed this text to be heard in the weeks leading up to Lent. Yes, there is no denying that this text speaks to the realities of mission and evangelism. No one disagrees. This is the reality of sowing the seeds of God's word. It will and does take root in good soil and produce good fruits. It also will not and often does not take root and produce the growth and fruits that we hope for. That is reality. However, this lesson is not a how-to tutorial, as in, sow the seed only in good soil and do not waste your time sowing the seed in all those other places, because it will not produce the intended results. We do not know that. God can plant a tree in the middle of the sea. Nothing is impossible for God. The very fact that prostitutes and tax collectors and condemned thieves repent and believe and are saved is proof of this. The very fact that the good soil of the Pharisees only proved to be hard as rock and full of devilish birds and weeds is proof of this. All of this is absolutely true, but that is not why this text is appointed for our hearing on this particular day. I want to take you back to the words of our God and Father, words that he spoke at the baptism of Christ, words that he spoke again at the transfiguration of Christ. This is my beloved Son, with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. Listen to to him. God has never said that our will and our desires will always succeed or succeed at all. Never. What God has so clearly said is that his word and his will always succeeds. What is God endeavoring to show you by means of this parable? What is God revealing to you about yourself by means of this parable? Do you sometimes allow the seed of his word to immediately be snatched away? Do you sometimes immediately dismiss what you hear because you do not like it or because it does not sit well with you? Things have changed. Times are different now. It is different in this case. It is different in my case. Is it, though? God's word is eternal and unchanging. Sin is sin. 
Murder, adultery, promiscuity, gossip, divorce, they are all just as sinful in God's eyes today as they were from the very beginning. But that rather than repent of the sin, we dismiss it. We can condone it, we justify it, and then we wonder why we feel so empty and disconnected from God. Are you sometimes not rooted in the life-giving good soil of Christ's word and sacraments? When life hits the fan and you are feeling parched and wilted and empty, is it because God has failed or is it because you are not rooted in him? The same goes for the weeds and thorns of this life that rise up and choke you out. How many times have you had more important things to do? Have the worries of life kept you from this good gift of true life and nourishment? And yet we lament about how God seems so distant, how God does not seem to be coming through and fixing the problems and the hurts and the sorrows. In in all these instances, the results are plain to see. You are not the squeaky clean Christians and perfect soil that you think you are. Dear children of God, listen to the words that he himself taught you to pray. Thy will be done. There is nothing in there about my will be done. Thy will be done. Your will, Lord, be done. What does this mean? The good and gracious will of God is done even without our prayer. But we pray in this petition that it may be done among us also. How is God's will done? God's will is done when he breaks and hinders every evil plan and purpose of the devil, the world, and our sinful nature, which do not want us to hallow God's name or let his kingdom come. And when he strengthens and keeps us firm in his word and faith until we die, this is his good and gracious will. What is the will of the Father? Thinking in terms of results, look to the cross. The cross of Christ is the will of the Father. Does his crucifix look like anything you would ever anticipate or hope for in terms of witnessing the love of God? But that is exactly what it is. The cross is the incomprehensible love of God for you. Christ was nailed to the cross for your forgiveness, for your life, for your salvation. The will of God is that no one dies in their sin. The will of God is that all turn from their sin and hold fast to him and his undeserved grace, mercy, and peace that surpasses all human understanding. The results of his love for you are plain to see, not just on the cross, but here in your very presence and hearing. Take and eat. Take and drink for the forgiveness of all your sin. This love for you will never fail. My grace is sufficient. And it is, for here is the proof. Here are the results. May the seed of his law and gospel take root in your heart and spring up to bear abundant, repentant, God-pleasing fruit. May you ever by his grace be the good and receptive soil he desires for all mankind. May this gracious divine reality give you the results he intends 
his peace, which surpasses all understanding. And may this same peace guard and keep your hearts and minds in him from now unto that time when the Lord of the harvest mercifully calls you home and plants you firmly before his heavenly throne with angels, archangels, and all the company of heaven for all eternity. To him alone be all glory, praise, and honor. Amen. Amen.